Today, I am speaking to the lovely Ray Dodd. Um, so, Ray, welcome. Very much. Nice to be here. Um, and Ray is a money coach who helps women to show up as they are and get paid for it. Um, and I thought she would be the perfect person to talk to for today's subject because um, something that I've been finding is that a huge number of people who would love to write a book are really held back from doing that by having this feeling that their audience is too small and that they can't possibly write a book without having a bigger audience. Um, and knowing that you have a whole e-course that speaks directly to the subject, I, I thought, um, <laughs> that we should just talk it through. So from your point yeah. of view, what, what are the blocks that you see um, with people when they are thinking about audience size? Oh God, there's a lot. Um, but a lot of it is, it's this kind of belief that your business is not um, valid until this imaginary number shows up. And so you, sh you have to hold off on all these different things um, without, and, and some of that is thinking that again, unless you get, so let's say it's an e-course, if you, you don't want to run an e-course because what if you only get five signups, like therefore it won't be legitimate. Or if you were to write a book, well, what if only 10 people buy it? Does that make it pointless? Um, whereas often we kind of neglect the fact that, that all audiences started off tiny. All audiences started off as none until somebody had some kind of idea. Yes, audiences grow accidentally sometimes. Um, but equally, we know that the audiences grow one person at a time. So we, what I see over and over again is people thinking like really fixating on their small audience, but actually not actively growing it because they're putting everything off until this audience shows up. And obviously that's a vicious cycle of the audience not growing because they've got nothing to come to. And also you therefore not really loving what you're doing because you're waiting until this mythical moment. And so people are really attracted to your enthusiasm and you showing up as yourself and and if you're someone who loves writing for example and you're not writing because no one there's no one to see it in your in your head that means that you know you're actually not in your own excitement and you're not following your own kind of creativity and flow and all of those sorts of things and you're not actually showing that potential and future audience who you are so they don't come for like all of the reasons that you think there's no point like we're not doing the stuff that they're going to love so they don't come. Yeah, it was a huge, huge mindset shift for me the first time I did a proper launch, even though my mm. audience was tiny. Um, and I saw how much my audience grew through the process yeah. of me doing a launch. Um, yeah. And somehow that had never occurred to me before. And now mm. I realise that that is the way to grow an audience rather than yeah. the thing that you wait for so that you can yeah. then launch exactly um yeah. and um I, I just i wish that somebody had got that across to me earlier because i could just save myself a lot of time <laughs> it's funny though because i think a lot of people sell growing your audience and not a lot of people talk about what you can so there, there's a lot of people like mentors and business gurus out there talking about the fact that yeah but you need this audience but then when you look at their product that's because they sell growing audiences Mm -hmm. So they might not be doing it vindictively in any way, like that's their belief, but there are lots of people earning a lot of money with relatively small audiences. Um, and the idea that we have to wait and wait and wait just keeps us back and it keeps, 
it keeps a lot of people out of um, the kind of business space or other spaces where they could be absolutely flourishing with a relatively small or a really small audience even. I think the other point that I've heard you make before, and I've certainly experienced this within my own business and seen other people experience it too, is that um, really the relevant thing to um, measure is the engagement level of your audience rather than the size of your audience because it's pointless having 10,000 people who are ignoring you. Um, Exactly. You will make it, it's a similar, like if you've got 100,000 people and 100 people engage with you, that is the same as having 100 people and 100 people engaging with you. So um, yes, the odds of those people engaging with you increases when you've got more people, but it's not about the number. It's not about the followers. It's about the number of connections that you're mm-hmm. making. And um, really so much of it, I say to my clients all the time, I'd rather you had a group of nine people who were absolutely loving what you did than a group of 2000 people who didn't bother clicking on your stuff. So it doesn't turn up in their algorithm anymore. Yeah. Because that group of nine people who love you won't stay nine. Whereas that group of 2000 people who are very indifferent to what you do will stay at 2000. I think um, as, so, as well, there's that um, fact that whilst your audience is small, it's much more possible for you yourself to reach out to them, engage with them in a much more, if not one-to-one, at least, you know, very intimate fashion. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You can, you know, it dep- obviously depends what you're offering, but in the sort of things I do where I do e-courses and I'll often have a Facebook group to go along with that. And I get anywhere from, I would say it's generally about 20 to 30 to maybe 40 people that will sign up to each e-course and that gives me the space to really be responding to them and a number of them go on to do higher ticket stuff with me or recommend me to their friends and their uh, and their colleagues because and also they get the chance to actually know me which as that gets bigger that potentially is taken away though what I would say is one of the real like you were saying that moment where you're like oh I didn't know that So I started to look at some of the bigger coaches and they often offer Facebook groups with their courses. And so you can sort of get an idea of how many people have signed up. Not everyone will join the Facebook group, but you get an idea. Mm. Often it was 30, 40, 50 people. Mm. And that was a real, like they have huge audiences, but they're connecting with similar numbers to somebody like me. So I've got just under literally just under a thousand in my Facebook group it's driving me mad it keeps going like 97 98 99 and then back down again and I've got um almost 6,000 on Instagram but that's relatively new I had a big flurry of followers so for a long time I've been I and I still am I would say in the smaller audience space but I know I'm selling to similar amounts to some of those people with thousands and thousands and thousands of followers I think as well Um, one of the things that I'm noticing in people's minds when I'm talking to them about writing a book is this sense that for a book to succeed, millions of people need to read it. Um, But that isn't necessarily the case. A book can completely transform somebody's business with a few hundred people reading it and loving it and becoming evangelists for you and your business on on that basis. Um, and I'm wondering if that's something that you're coming across as well as a, a kind of mindset issue that unless you're reaching a large number of people, there's just no point. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think also it, it depends what your actual aim is. Like, I think we lose sight of what our aim is. Like, is your aim to um, 
have those kind of vanity numbers or is your aim to have an impact on the people you work with? And if your aim is to have an impact on those people, then a book is one of the most amazing deep ways for a, like for a low cost that you can have an impact on people. And it's something people can easily like recommend to people. Like it's a really good, obviously it's a really good kind of, um, what's the word? Like it's, it, it validates what you do in a way. Like, I always laugh because people are like, oh, everyone's launching an e-course, everyone's doing this, but no one ever says, God, everyone writes a book. Like if you write a book, everyone's like, whoa, you wrote a book. Like it's a, still a very, it's, it's a kind of an old fashioned way of thinking, but it's still like, if I write a book, my mother-in-law will be like, whoa, there we go. That, that's the thing. Um, and, but that's still true. So it really does put you in a certain space. And also impact wise, books are amazing you know, we've all got books that have transformed our lives. And so it, it, it's where people lose sight of. And that's one of the things I was going to say about small audiences. People become, people lose sight of what's actually going on. And they blame the small audience for the fact that they're scared of writing a book or for the fact that they don't really know how to go about it or any of those things. And the small audience becomes the reason. Well, like, no, I can't because of the small audience. Mm. And if you remove that obstacle, which is a lot of what my course does, it's like it's teaching people how to work with that small audience, but also saying like, like spoiler, this is a spoiler, but the small audience doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. And often it's an excuse and it's blocking the actual reasons we're not doing something, like which are not to do with the audience at all. Mm-hmm. If something doesn't go well, if you'd launch something and it doesn't sell, say with a book or anything, it's because you're not connecting with your audience, which is not because of the audience size. It's because of your messaging and it's because of how you're showing up and all those sorts of things. So yeah, there'll be a lot of people putting off books who know they want to write them. Mm-hmm. But, and, and really that, that audience is just an excuse. Mm-hmm. I also think the process of writing a book, if you really draw people into the process and ask them to be part of that process is in itself something that can help to grow your audience and and get your audience more engaged and then those are the people who are going to really be the cheerleaders for you when your book comes out um, which makes a huge difference to sales as well yeah yeah absolutely and it's yeah it's fascinating to watch when people do I can think of a few Instagrammers who've written books and they've had like a few thousand followers um, and they write the book and my god like it just that's the thing that takes off but I guess what I'd really want people listening to this to know that it actually doesn't matter whether or not you that you write the book and then you get 25,000 followers or more than that because you wrote the book because it's not about the followers <laughs> it's about the connection and the impact so it I think people could you could write a book and you know your followers go up slightly or not at all but you the way you're connecting with people changes and their view of you as someone who knows what they're talking about changes and you become the person they want to work with above all others because they connected with that so much mm, and I think as well people can get so much more value out of working with someone when they've already read and digested their book because yeah. they already get the core message you don't have to kind of you know waste all that time on on the the basics you can move straight to the specifics of you and your circumstances definitely it's an absolute shortcut like I sometimes I do in fact in all my e-courses the first module is always a mindset one and it's always about the basics it's like a bit beyond the basics but also I'll cover the basis of mindset in case people haven't come across that so the idea that someone could say oh I've read that in your book or you could say read chapter whatever 
and it's a complete short like it's amazing so it's, it's almost like a hack with your clients um yeah uh, and I think the other thing that I'm coming across with people is that um, most of the people that you work with and the people that I work with all work online um, mm. and love it and love the flexibility and, and so on. Um, but even with e-courses, it's not tangible. You don't have a physical thing that you can hold on to. There isn't that sort of sense of legacy about it. Um, yeah. And I think that's maybe partly where people are also getting hung up that they think it has to be this sort of final polished like this bible of everything yes. you think yeah, yeah. um and yet yeah. when you think about successful writers they normally write more than one book and often their first book is a lot less polished and um mm. kind of the final word on something than their last book it's a bit like if you scroll back in the feeds of people who are now quite polished and confident on instagram and go far enough back Mm. very different picture and yet yeah, we tend absolutely. to compare ourselves to yeah plus everyone i know who's written a book has the, it started off as one book and then they're like oh no it's two. Oh, actually i think it's three so and i think you you touched on this earlier but i think depending what your business is but i know for me and i will write a book one day like here i'm going just write the book guys <laughs> um it's it, it will happen but i know that my message would expand and change and become so much more clear in doing that mm. and I feel like there is a scarcity and I will hold my hands up and say that this is me as well in terms of putting in that time for me it's not about what it sells and stuff it's the time of it and that but actually like that time investment in what you say is also going to grow your audience mm. because like you say like your content as you're like as you're writing that is just going to be amazing because you're going to get into layers of what you think about stuff in ways that you haven't done before um and the impact of that on your audience as well as the book as well as all the other like it's it's a real layered thing like we tend to see it as creating a product but it's actually it's honing your message and making that crystal clear for people no i'm finding that so interesting because i was working partly as a messaging coach and now mm. i'm really focusing on um being a writing mentor and I was talking to a client yesterday who's been working in a particular field for a decade and now we're working on her book and she was like I've had about seven epiphanies in the last week I, I, I can express the core of this thing that I do and in her case what she does is quite unusual um, so much more clearly from having dug into it for the book um, yeah. because it's, it's like the most advanced messaging you could possibly do I mean I get that just because I do a lot of live videos and um it's really funny people often quote back stuff I've said in the video and I won't remember saying it I'm like oh yeah cool that that is a good point don't have any recollection of that but that does sound like a very wise thing to say <laughs> and I find my message deepens when I write um a Facebook post for example versus a video but or if I'm just sat there thinking like they're really different parts of your brain but we until you write a book, you're not going to get, you're not going to dig deep down mm -hmm. into that writing bit. In a post, you'll get stuff. But if you're digging and digging and digging, you're going to find so many. Like when I deliver an e-course, that's probably the closest in terms of the video version of that, because I'm talking on a topic and kind mm -hmm. of digging in and in and into it. Um, but yeah, I think it's, it's just that thing is it's scarcity really of like, there's not enough people, there's not enough time. I, I need to get on with doing, doing, doing and not thinking about, it's thinking about the small picture rather than the big picture.
Mm -hmm. And on that note, I think we will leave it. So thank you very much indeed, Ray. Thanks for having me.